0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are simply that. Opinions. All are presumed innocent until proven otherwise in a court of law. Sensitive topics are discussed. Discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Vinny Politan and welcome to the Court TV Podcast. This week we have an audio edition of our original series, Judgment with Ashley Banfield, where we take you in for a deep dive into the most compelling cases in the Court TV archives. Some say the idea of an evil twin is the stuff of fiction, but this unbelievable premise played out in a California courtroom in 1997. Gina Hahn accused of plotting to kill her twin sister, Sonny. a trial full of bizarre twists and turns that must be heard to be believed. This is Judgment of Evil Twin, Gina Hahn. This is the Court TV Podcast.
1: One roommate in the house. Do you think she's being Do
0: you have
2: any idea what the prospect looks like? For many of us, sibling rivalry is something that's all too familiar. At its worst, it's a kind of competition that can result in hostility, anger, and sometimes even violence. But rarely does it rise to the level of murder. On November 6th, 1996, identical twin sisters, Sunny and Gina Han, well, they got there. Their rivalry hit a fever pitch, resulting in a deadly plot that changed both of their lives forever. (music)
3: an idyllic suburban place in Orange County. I think it's probably got one of the lowest crime rates in the county. 23-year-old identical twins, Gina and Sunny Young-Han, were co-valedictorians in high school. And now, three and a half years later, they find themselves on opposite sides in a court of law. On November 6, 1996, Gina was
2: arrested for masterminding a plot to murder her twin sister, Sunny.
1: I am a psychotherapist, I am an identical twin. I am the mother of fraternal twins. And I have studied twinship and twin relationships my whole life. So it's very important to know what it's like to grow up as a twin. And what are the specific developmental issues and hurdles that they have to confront that really no one's aware of.
4: The saga of the twin sisters continues as Gina Hahn appeared in court for her arraignment Friday. If convicted, she
5: could face 26 years to life in prison.
3: Sunny and Gina were born in South Korea. They had this really intense close twin relationship.
1: Twins develop in relationship to someone who's around them 24 hours a day. So they're constantly compared. People can't tell them apart. They're competitive. And they really don't have a sense of who they are for quite a long time. And it, it can become a problem for many of them.
3: The two over the years had developed a very tense rivalry. They were very close, but Gina had always felt that she had lived in her sister's shadow. She was kind of this dark horse and she wanted what her sister had. Prosecutors say that Gina solicited the help of two teenagers, 17-year-old Archie Bryant and 16-year-old John Adam Sayreth.
5: The two teens allegedly hired for murder to kill Sonny at her Irvine apartment are both in Juvenile
1: Hall. The rage that they felt wasn't simple rage that siblings have with each other. This was rage that was built on years of feeling that they can't live without each other, but they don't want to live with each other. So it's so passionate in so many ways that it kind of was like a crime of passion. So Gina Hahn had convinced these two teenage boys
3: to essentially tie her sister up and kill her sister so she could assume her sister's identity.
6: She is not guilty of what they're accusing her of. She did not intend to kill her sister, did not set up any scheme to kill her sister.
4: Good morning, everyone. How are you? Mr. Moore, do the people have an opening statement? Yes, Your Honor. You may proceed.
7: I had never at that point in my life seen so many press. There must have been 50 Korean newspapers and magazines and other types of media present. And I was sort of awestruck by the attention the case was getting. For a case where no death occurred and no real serious harm occurred, it got a lot of press.
8: I want to talk about uh, the charges briefly. Count one is conspiracy to commit murder. That's an agreement between individuals uh, to kill somebody.
7: Bruce Moore was a
8: really
9: good prosecutor, very honest, no nonsense. Well, the strategy was that they were going to convict all of them of conspiracy to commit murder. Obviously, there was no murder, but in this state, you can get the same amount of time for a conspiracy to do it that you can get for actually doing
8: it. You also have to find an agreement to kill between the three parties. So as you listen to the evidence, focus on that.
9: I represented Archie Bryant, one of the defendants in the case. Archie was young. He was 16 years old. He had no problems. He had not been a bad kid. He'd been a good kid. He was just kind of aimless.
8: The evidence will show and will disprove that these defendants were there for any other purpose other than to kill Ms. Hahn.
9: Archie was more or less couch surfing in San Diego. And in the process of that lifestyle, I guess he met Gina. And John Sayarath was sort of a friend of Archie's.
8: All I would ask of you is that after you've heard all the evidence and you deliberate among yourselves, that you hold these three defendants accountable for their actions.
7: I was appointed to represent Mr. Sayarath. He was only 15 years old when this crime was committed. I guess the, the bottom line question that you have to ask yourself is did all three people share the same objective. Roger Alexander was a uh, public defender, very methodical, very careful lawyer.
6: You will see the evidence is going to show on the date of the charge of conspiracy to commit murder there, number one, was no agreement between these three people to kill anyone. And we're talking about conspiracy. For
10: conspiracy, above all else, you need an agreement some agreement between multiple people about a criminal enterprise. And what that agreement triggers then is not just responsibility for the act that you conspire to commit, but for any other foreseeable crime that some other co-conspirator might commit in the course of that conspiracy. So suddenly you can become responsible for a lot of results that you didn't agree to under conspiracy law.
6: There was no agreement to kill anyone on that date. There was no agreement, specific agreement, to do really anything other than to find a way to get into the house so Gina Hahn could get her personal belongings back. And I know that sounds outlandish at this point, given what you've heard from the prosecutor, but let me go through some other evidence and you'll see where I'm headed. She's not an evil person, and I, I, the case is a lot more complex than that, and I, I think we're all going to find out about that as, as we proceed.
11: He had a gun, and he pushed me back, and he told me to get on the ground. I heard a loud bang, and a,
2: a man comes in with
12: a gun pointing to my face.
2: After years of feuding, Sonny and Gina Hahn's relationship had become dangerously toxic. It'll be up to Orange County Prosecutor Bruce Moore to convince the jury that Gina conspired with 15-year-old John Sarah and 16-year-old Archie Bryant to kill her twin sister, Sunny.
11: Helen Kim, K-I-N.
7: Gina had been soliciting lots of her friends to help her do something bad to her sister. And ultimately, she landed on Archie Bryant and John Sayerath, who were 15 and 16-year-olds, who were both very gullible. Gina had convinced them to help her carry
9: out this plan.
8: What happened at about 3.20 in the afternoon?
11: I heard a knock at the door.
9: The three of them together drove up from San Diego to Orange County. And then they went to the apartment complex where Sunny lived with her roommate, Helen Kim and they used the ruse of being magazine salesmen to get the door to be opened.
8: What happened once you
9: answered the door?
11: Um, I saw African-American male standing there holding magazines, and he asked if I was interested in buying any of them. What'd you do? And I said, no, I wasn't interested. I thought that was it, and I started to close the door.
9: When Helen answered the door, Archie and John pushed their way in and overwhelmed her. What
8: happened as you started to close the door?
11: The blackmail. He rushed into the door, and he had a gun. And he just um, he pushed me back, and he told me to get on the ground.
8: And before you went to the ground, did you see a gun?
11: Yes, I did. And where was it? It was um, pointed to this left side of my head.
8: That was
9: not a quiet proceeding. And that noise alerted Sonny to the fact that something was going on.
12: She said, "Um, please don't hurt me. Take anything you want.
8: And what else did you hear?
12: Um, I heard a man's voice saying, shut up, and, like, he'll do something if, he, if she doesn't
11: shut up. I heard the black male saying, get the tape, and, um, someone started tying my hands behind my back.
8: Was any tape applied to you?
11: Yes, um, they had duct tape to tape my mouth. Sunny
3: was in the bedroom and could hear her roommate screaming and Sunny had no idea what was going on. She called nine one one and said she thought she heard her roommate being raped. Nine one one, what are you reporting?
9: Okay, man, what city okay. do okay. you live in? Okay, hold on for Irvine, please, okay? Medication. Yeah, this is Ken with a transfer and it's quiet. They're whispering, okay? Okay. Go ahead.
12: While I was talking to the operator, my bathroom door got it was knocked open and a man came into my bathroom.
8: You had uh, thought you locked your bathroom door? Yes. And apparently you hadn't?
12: I guess so, because. <laughs> I heard a loud bang, and uh, you know, a man comes in with a gun pointing to my face. Do
8: okay. you see that man here in court today? Yes. Would you point him out for us? You came Defendant Bryant here, second from the end?
3: Yes. They tie up Sonny, put her in the bathtub, and they also tie up the roommate, put her in the bathroom.
8: Did you ever ask where Gina Hahn's stuff was?
5: No.
8: So nothing was ever discussed about property? No. You mentioned earlier that when Mr. Bryant came in the room and grabbed you through the ground, you told him, take anything you want?
12: Yes, take anything you want.
8: Had he said anything to you that he wanted something?
12: No.
3: So they have these two girls in the bathroom, and then what they don't know is that Irvine police are very close and on their way.
8: At that time, as you receive a dispatch? Uh,
13: I heard dispatch put out a call for a unknown trouble down the street. And
8: did you respond to that location? Yes, I did.
3: So Irvine police show up, and uh, Gina is there, and she's acting very innocent, has no idea what's going on.
8: Did you talk to the female?
13: Yes, I did. And what did you say to her? I asked her if she lived in the area. And what did she respond? She told me that she did. Did she tell you where she lived? She said she lived at 676. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Did you ask for anything else? I asked her if there had been any problem at the location. And what did she tell you? She told me that she had talked with her roommate or had 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 a fight with one of her roommates about 10 minutes prior to my arrival. Did you ask her who would be inside the residence? I asked her several times, trying to get some more information to determine what was going on. And all she would answer initially was by saying, is there a problem?
8: And what happened while you were standing there? Uh, I saw the front door open. And I saw a subject stick his head out the front door and look at Officer Bartolo and I, and then immediately slam the door.
12: He comes back into the bathroom. He's totally panicking. And he starts ripping the tape off my mouth, and then he takes the rope off my wrist. And while he's doing that, he's telling us, when the cops come in, tell them that it was a big joke. Nothing happened. We were playing games.
3: Archie is freaking out, he sees the police and he knows there's no way out of this.
12: When I opened the door, when I went out the door, there were a lot of policemen pointing gun at me.
8: I kind of escorted the two women um, around Officer Bartolo and then we ordered the uh, subject to lay down on the ground.
3: Archie was arrested and then Gina and John actually fled to San Diego.
8: Did you ever see the female that you talked to that afternoon the next day? Yes, I did. Where did you see her? I came
13: back to work the next morning and found that they had done some de- developed some information overnight and had a subject in custody in our detention facility. Did you see that person here at the court today? Yes, I did. Could you point her out? A young lady sitting here at the table.
3: So uh, Gina was arrested and charged with conspiracy and for attempting to kill her twin sister.
7: Okay. It was on the second day. Everything completely changed.
12: I went to the drugstore and bought three boxes of
11: sleeping pills.
2: For as long as they were alive, twin sisters Sunny and Gina Hahn had a volatile relationship. After graduating as co-valedictorians of their high school in Southern California, they went their separate ways, but they followed very similar paths. Both Sunny and Gina had developed a propensity for committing crimes, and each quickly found herself on the wrong side of the law.
6: In May of 95, you were the one who went to jail, is that right?
2: Yes. In
3: high school, they were thriving, and then once they were out on their own, they both really struggled. It turned out that Sonny had been stealing money from her friends, and at one point she was arrested and put in jail for petty theft. And Gina had also been stealing money from friends, stealing credit cards, and at one point was arrested and also put in jail for theft.
6: You found out that there was a warrant after your arrest?
12: Right, and I didn't believe it.
6: So you went down to the police station to check it out?
12: Yes, I was angry I thought Gino was lying to me saying that there is a warrant you know because I know that there isn't any warrant so I'm I'm so angry I go down to the Placentia Police Department asking to see that paper saying do I really have a warrant and I go and they say yes you do so we do have to arrest you here so I was in shock so I was arrested
3: At one point, Gina had served time in jail. And when she was released, she went to go live with her sister, Sunny, in Irvine. And that's when things started getting really tense. The sisters would argue. The neighbors had to call police a couple points to break them up. And at one point, they got in a very serious fight when Gina had taken her sister's BMW. And Sunny threw a phone in Gina's face and actually broke her nose. And Gina was basically looking for payback.
6: Between you and Gina, you scream at each other, you say horrible things to each other.
3: Yes.
6: In fact, the incident where you where you hit Gina, either with your fist or the phone, you're not even sure what horrible things you said to her because you fly out of control, as does Gina. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And that's been the way you and Gina have interacted your whole lives. Is that right?
1: Yes. I read that... They are surrogate parents to one another throughout their lives with very, very disastrous consequences. They mirrored each other in their sociopathic behaviors in stealing and breaking the law.
7: Did you have more than one conversation about stuff that she wanted to come pick up in this week preceding uh, November 6th?
12: No, just once.
7: But you didn't feel like talking to her? No. And, and you wanted to cut the conversation short? Yes. And was it um, towards the end of the conversation then that she said, I need to come and I need you to get me my my belongings?
9: Yes. I would suppose the most compelling witness would have been Sunny because she's in there basically testifying against her sister, not wanting to. She was not wanting her sister to be punished.
1: have so much loyalty between the two of them, and especially twins that are enmeshed. They are loyal to that twin to the very end, because if they're not loyal, there is such a sense of betraying the person that they love the most in the world. So I believe that Sonny actually did not want Gina to go to jail or to do whatever. Maybe she did want her to be punished for the crime she committed, but I've, I do believe that Sunny really didn't believe that her sister wanted to kill her.
7: Okay, and you knew based on these conversations that she didn't have any clothes to wear when she went out on this work furlough or on these passes?
12: That's what she said.
7: Okay, and she's told you that she wanted that stuff for, for that purpose? Yes. Right. Would you say then that you just kind of hung up on her, basically?
3: Yes. Gina had a lot of supporters in the courtroom, especially from the Korean community, who felt like the charges were way overblown, that she didn't really intend to kill her sister, and that they should take into consideration some of her difficult childhood and her past.
7: Based on what you know of your sister, wouldn't that have been the beginning of a of a great argument? Or do you think she would have just let it go?
12: I think she would have just let it go because... I'm a very moody person and I talk to her like that quite often and I think she knows.
7: The first day that she entered the courtroom, she testified as a normal victim. I think it was on the second day, everything completely changed when she failed to show up for her testimony. The district attorney's office investigators had to go out and find her. And when they found her, she was in no condition to be brought to court, but they brought her to court anyway in her nightgown, unable to walk, unable to talk.
4: Miss Han, you're still under oath. You were late this morning. Could you tell me why? Okay.
12: I told some people already. What happened was, yesterday, I had a big fight with my mom. And then I argued with my boyfriend. And he was so rude. And then we just ended up breaking up again. So. What I did was I went to the drugstore and bought three boxes of sleeping pills.
4: Counsel, what would you like the court to do at this time?
8: It, it appears to me that the witness is incompetent at this point, unable to coherently answer questions. And it, I believe if I heard right, she's taking sleeping pills.
4: Ms. Hahn, go with the DA's investigator now, please. Go with the district attorney's investigator now, please.
3: Something like that is completely unheard of. For a witness to get on the witness stand and then say she took sleeping pills and she tried to kill herself, I mean, it's it's to, that would rattle a courtroom like nothing else.
4: I need to take a recess because the, uh, it's been necessary to call the paramedics for Miss Han and the deputies are needed to take care of that situation. Deputy, will you
9: please tell the attorneys what you just told me regarding Ms. Hahn? Sure, Your She was transported to the Western Med in Santa Ana on When asked why she took the sleeping pills, she made the comment that she was angry, upset, and said, I want to kill myself.
4: She was starting to yell that she wanted her sister dead, and she wanted her dead now. And if they weren't going to do it, she was going to do it herself.
8: So how did you finally get out of them?
5: I threatened her.
8: How did you threaten
5: her? Told her I was going to kick her ass if she didn't take me home.
2: After spending several days in jail on an old warrant, Sunny Han was released, only to find that her twin sister Gina had stolen her car. Sunny called the police and reported that her car was missing and Gina was arrested soon after. Now with Gina sitting in a jail cell of her own, she plotted her revenge.
8: Did you have an inmate under your control named Gina Hahn?
12: Yes.
7: Gina was doing time in a work furlough prior to this incident. It was a walk away, kind of an escape, and she left there to get belongings from her sister.
8: What happened on October 27th with Ms. Hahn?
4: Um, She was going to go out on a five-hour pass, and she left and didn't come back
8: she
9: had apparently tried to enlist some people to assist her and she would tell a story basically that Sonny had property of hers gina needed someone to go with her more or less to protect her when she was recovering the property that Sonny had taken from her
8: that was her story anyway let me take you back to november of 1996. did you take a car trip from the San Diego County area up to the Orange County area? Yes. And who was in the car with you?
4: Um, Lamont,
3: Darnell, and a girl named Gina. Gina went down to San Diego and basically was her just asking around, looking for a hitman, just talking to different people, not very subtle about it at all.
8: Did she talk about killing her sister?
4: Yes. When we were leaving to go to Orange County, she was starting to yell that she wanted her sister dead and she wanted her dead now. And if- they weren't gonna do it, she was gonna do it herself.
1: Gina was very manipulative, very seductive. She was definitely wanting to get what she wanted when she wanted. And she really wanted to take stuff away from Sonny because Sonny was her enemy.
8: You're driving up and they're talking about this. What happens? How do you finally get turned around?
4: Um, she couldn't, we couldn't find where her sister was supposed to be living.
8: Gina was
7: not hiding her animosity towards her sister. The trial testimony was that she was vocal about asking for help to kill her sister.
5: She basically wanted someone to go up with her because I guess she was scared of her sister. She said her sister had um, beat her up prior to her going to jail, and um, her sister hung with a bunch of Asian gangs. And basically, she wanted somebody to go up there with her to get her belongings. So when I when we went up there, nobody was home. So then after that, um, I got back in the car and she said she, I told her she wasn't home and she said that we were going to wait, that she wasn't going to waste her time coming up here for nothing and that we were going to wait for her. And then that's when she started mentioning that if she didn't kill her sister, her sister was going to kill her first.
8: So how did you finally get out of there?
5: I threatened her.
6: How did you threaten her?
5: Told her I was going to kick her ass if she didn't take me home.
6: If you thought that night that Gina was gonna kill her sister, would you have called the police?
5: Most likely, yes.
8: Defense counsel, I asked you why you didn't call the police. You did try and call and warn Archie, didn't you? I sure did. You wanted him to stay away from Gina?
5: Yes, I did.
3: She came upon John and Archie, who were teenagers at the time. She found them through uh, a mutual acquaintance, a cousin, and uh, she spoke with Archie first, and then Archie enlisted his 15-year-old friend to help in the plot.
7: You tried to warn your cousin that you thought she was crazy. Yes, I did. But you couldn't get a hold of him?
6: No. So that gets me to the basic question, um, Sonny: How do you feel about
0: your sister?
2: jury got a full dose of the Han sisters theatrics when Sunny popped a potentially lethal dose of sleeping pills and then had to be removed from the courthouse by EMTs. For the three defense attorneys representing Gina, Archie, and John, the challenge will be to capitalize on that melodrama by questioning Sunny's competency in testifying against her sister. Do you have any idea when
4: Sunny Han will be available to testify? Mr. Ray.
6: Investigator Ray. Yes, Your Honor. I uh, spoke with uh, the ICU staff this afternoon. She will be released uh, from the hospital probably in the next five to ten minutes.
7: I want to find out uh, if her testimony the previous day was influenced by any wow. intoxicants and if her memory uh, of what happened on the day of the incident is colored by anything that she took back at that time.
10: To be deemed incompetent for witnessing purposes, you'd have to have a cognitive impairment that made it impossible for you to remember things or to communicate what you could remember to a jury. It's rare that you have something that's that severe. The courts presume competency, and it's going to be hard typically to argue that a witness has no capacity to give any probative evidence at all.
4: Miss Hunter, are you feeling better today? Yes. All right. I have received a a, uh, copy of a subpoena which was served on Western Medical Center, and the subpoena requests all medical records for for patient Sonny Young Han. Now, the question is, do you claim, uh, Ms. Han, any kind of a privilege or privacy interest? Do you prefer that your document, that your medical records remain private Yes. Or You do? Yes. Mr. Chula, you're the one who subpoenaed these records. Would you tell me what the relevance to Ms. Hahn's medical records are to this case, please?
7: Well, Your Honor, a few days ago, this court made a finding that this witness was incompetent to testify. I think it's ludicrous to say yesterday you were incompetent to testify, and but today you're better and you're okay. We did try to get the medical records and we had a hearing uh, regarding whether we were entitled to them or not. And Judge Moore weighed everything as best she could and decided we weren't entitled to them.
10: Even if they ingested a ton of sleeping pills and showed up, the question would be, did the ingestion of those sleeping pills rob them of the capacity for effective memory and communication to fact finders of what they know?
12: I don't remember anything that happened on Tuesday. All I remember is On Monday night, I took a lot of sleeping pills, and then I found myself in the hospital.
7: Isn't it true that the only reason you did this was to create more interest in this case so you could make more money? Not at all. Some months before the trial and some months after the incident, Sunny sold her story for $10,000, benefited somewhat. Do you have an agent that is assisting you with a movie about this case?
12: Yes, I do have an agent.
7: And he's helping you to make money from selling the rights to this case, right? Right. And in fact, you've already made some money off of this case, right?
12: Right.
9: So you started to tell us a little while ago that you've been trying to forget this for a year. Remember that? Yes. You were trying to forget it in January when you were talking to the people from Hard Copy?
12: That time I was very, very
11: angry
9: were you trying to forget it when you were talking to the people from Lisa. Yes. You were? Yes. When you went on the Lisa show, you were trying to forget this?
12: No, when I was on Lisa's show, I wanted to tell people the things that was untrue. I wanted to clarify that. I don't believe that she tried to kill me. That's just totally nonsense. There's no, I don't see, there's no motive.
7: You're trying to make as much money off of this case as you possibly can, aren't you? I mean, that's why you have an agent, right?
12: Well, if I were to make money, yes, I would like to make money on this.
7: You want to make money off this case, don't you?
12: If people are going to pay
3: me, then why not?
7: You want to, don't you?
3: Well, yes. Sonny's tune really changed once the trial started. Um, it seemed that she had forgiven her sister. She later said that she never even believed that her sister would ever kill her. And she was really defending her sister, but at the same time, she was the star witness for the prosecution. So that
6: gets me to the basic question. How do you feel about your sister?
11: Currently,
12: I wanna do everything I can to help her.
3: By some accounts, the girls had a difficult upbringing. Um, Their parents at one point had separated. And then when they were 11 years old, they moved with their mother to the United States where their mom actually got a job at a casino as a waitress and developed a gambling habit. And the girls were alone a lot to fend for themselves.
6: You and Gina have been through um, a lot together in your lives, is that right? Yes. Starting back um, when you were in Korea and the two of you were shipped off to relatives by your mother. Is that right?
1: Yes. Sonny and Gina needed each other so much because there were no primary adults in their life. But once they were on their own, they both realized on some level that they were not able to exist on their own. Their emmeshment and their attachment had been so intense that once it was gone, they psychologically both sort of fell apart.
6: Feeling at one point as though your mother had abandoned the both of you?
12: <laughs> yes.
6: And in times like that, uh, who was it that you turned to? Who was it that you, that you got support from and comfort?
4: Tina.
6: <clears throat> so she was there when you needed her? Jackson and Ellis.
12: Yes.
6: And you were there for her when she envied you?
12: Yes.
7: It was surreal having twins on trial. And sitting next to Gina Hahn and looking at Sonny Hahn 15 feet away in the witness box, both of them crying at the same time, they looked enough alike to where you'd have to do double takes and look at one from the other. And sometimes uh, during the testimony for me, it was difficult to figure out who was really the evil one and who was the good one.
8: In America, our criminal justice system, a criminal defendant has a constitutional right to a trial, an open and public and jury jury trial. And that's true no matter how overwhelming the evidence, how minimal the evidence, they have a right to a trial. So the reason we've been here, even though they all got caught red-handed and you've been shown a picture, a clear picture of what occurred out there, they still have a right to a jury trial. Another reason conspiracy is a crime, I charge it when it's an incomplete crime. If you fail to complete your objective, you shouldn't just get away with it. You don't get a walk because you failed to murder somebody. All the things that led up to it are a crime. Agreeing to kill somebody, agreeing to work together, and going towards that goal, that's the
10: crime.
7: Prosecution's take on the case was it was truly a conspiracy to commit murder, and that's what it looked like just from Gina's being down in San Diego telling her friends she wanted her sister dead. Whether or not that was actually ever going to happen, I never believed it. I didn't think Archie or John could ever pull the trigger and kill somebody. You have to feel more comfortable with this decision than you've ever felt in your life about a decision, because this decision is more important than any decision you've ever made in your life. It's going to affect the lives of these boys here and this girl here for the rest of their life. That's the kind of decision this is. Convict him of what he did, not what you think maybe was in his mind, or maybe was in the mind of Ms. Hahn, or maybe in the mind of Archie Bryant.
6: I think there's evidence in this case that both of the twins are very melodramatic people. And I think there's a lot of evidence of that, just listening to all the people that have dealt with them. I think that's something we have to consider on the reality of... This case, when we're talking about what was the specific intent in Gina Hahn's mind.
3: Sonny was protecting her sister, but maybe there was a degree of remorse there, feeling bad. Here is their sister, who is the closest person in the world to her, and she's facing life in prison.
4: You shall now retire and select one of your number to act as foreperson.
7: I remember when the jury went out to deliberate. I thought they would view our clients for what they were, which was very naive young kids. And so in that respect, I thought we had a chance with the jury.
1: The people of the state of California plaintiff versus
2: Jean Young Han defendant verdict. Although Gina Han, Archie Bryant, and John Sayarath are on trial for a whole pile of crimes, the most serious charge is conspiracy to commit murder that one alone can put someone away for life. But without actual proof of an agreement between all three of them to commit murder, the jury will have to consider two other things. Their actions that day, as well as Gina's prior statements to other people in the days and weeks leading up to November 6th,
0: 1996. What is she doing right now?
9: I do to come to order, this court is now in session.
3: There was a lot of people that believed that Gina would be um, found
4: not guilty. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the bailiff informs me that you have reached a verdict. Have you reached a verdict? Yes, yes we have. Will your person please hand the verdict to the bailiff?
7: You know, as a defense lawyer, we drink our own Kool-Aid sometimes. I remember when the jury went out to deliberate, I thought they would view our clients for what they were, which was very naive young kids. And I thought they would see that they never would have killed anybody. There was never a real agreement that there was gonna be a killing.
1: The people of the state of California plaintiff versus Jean Young Han defendant, case number 96HF1017, verdict. We, the jury, in the above-entitled action, find the defendant, Gene Young Han, guilty of the crime of conspiracy to commit murder as charged in count one of the information.
7: Jury came back with guilty verdicts on all defendants. The big count was the conspiracy to commit murder. All three were convicted.
6: You can always second guess yourself and I guess now it's apparent that they needed to hear Gina tell her side of the story. Even though the law says she doesn't have to testify, they apparently needed her to testify to to give them some other alternate um, reasoning for what happened.
7: I feel very strongly that neither Archie Bryant nor my client ever intended for anybody to, to, to die.
9: I'll go to my grave believing that my client never intended for anybody to get killed. A couple more cases like this, it'll probably be a pretty short trip.
4: In this case, the defendants attempted the crime of murder, which is the most serious crime there is. The total sentence would be eight years, four months.
7: I was very pleasantly surprised by the sentence, I was expecting
9: a 25 years to life. The exceeding youth of Sayarath, if he'd have been as old as Archie, he would have gotten the same thing that Archie
0: got.
4: The defendant is given high term because he held the gun to the head of both victims and threatened to kill them. That's 16 years in prison.
7: In this case, it came down to good versus evil. And there was so much negative that came out about Gina during the course of the trial that uh, it wasn't difficult for the jury to figure out who the evil one was.
6: Would you like her to have no time at all in jail or a little time?
5: I wanted to get out from jail early.
0: What do you consider a
7: fair, fair sentence? Five years, 10 years?
5: I
11: can't can tell you, what can I say?
3: In the sentencing, she was not shown any mercy. They gave her the full term.
4: It is obvious that Miss Han is a danger to society, particularly to her own family. She has repeatedly committed crimes against her family. The sentence is as follows, the total is an indeterminate sentence of 26 years to life in state prison.
1: If I think about whether she really wanted to kill her sister, I would say from what I've read, a part of her did and a part of her didn't. She could never be just Gina. So if she got rid of Sonny and then Kind of incorporated both those identities she could be gina and Sonny, and then she could be who she wanted to be which twins often want to be both she could be powerful omnipotent she didn't need anybody or need anything she had both of them and she
0: could be safe
7: no i don't think they ever had a meeting of the minds in that respect i don't believe there was a real conspiracy
0: is there a moral to the story or a bottom line to this
7: Yeah, you choose your friends carefully.
2: Jean Hahn, the Orange County woman dubbed the evil twin, has been released on parole from a women's prison in Coachella. The 44-year-old was convicted for plotting to kill her twin sister, Sunny Hahn, in 1998 and sentenced to 26 years to life in state prison. She served nearly 20 years behind bars. Orange County D.A. Tony Rakakis called Hahn a manipulative and dangerous individual.
3: I actually tried to reach out to Gina in prison and she, to see if she wanted to do an interview before she was released. And she sent me a nice little letter on a Harley Davidson postcard that said, uh, declining. I tried to reach Sunny in different numbers and uh, her whereabouts are unknown. So it's really unknown at this point if the sisters have reconnected.
2: Archie Bryant and John Sayarath both completed their prison sentences. Gina was paroled in 2018 from the Central California Women's Facility after serving 20 years. But while she was behind bars, she communicated with men all over the world who promised her employment and housing once she was free. One man from England even gave her hundred thousand dollars. That information was presented at her parole hearing as evidence that she was still a very manipulative person. But the board approved her parole anyway. I'm Ashley Banfield. Thanks for watching.
0: There you have it, another truly fascinating case. If you want to see the full trial, you can stream it for free on the Court TV website. Just check the show notes for a link. And you can see me on my show, Closing Arguments, weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern, where we look at the latest true crime stories. Thank you so much for downloading. And as always, please don't forget